Is it ever okay to boast? You know, the passage that we're going to be looking at today in James not only says that it's okay to boast, but he says that's what we should do in this particular circumstance. So let's take a look at this passage together. James chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. He says, Let the lowly brother boast in his exaltation and the rich in his humiliation, because like a flower of the grass he will pass away. For the sun rises with its scorching heat and withers the grass. Its flower falls and its beauty perishes. So also will the rich man fade away in the midst of his pursuits. You know, money is, I think, one of the most powerful forces in our culture. You know, I've heard it said many times by pastors that the Bible has a lot to say about money. In fact, if you add up all the times it talks about money compared to other topics, you might be amazed at how much it talks about money. And that's because it is an incredibly powerful force in our lives that can become an idol that rules us. And what he's saying here is that when it comes to, you got poor people in your church and rich people in your church. He calls them brothers. This is a family. How does a rich person and a poor person sit down together in the same church and have a relationship and community when there is such a world of difference between their worlds? And I think the reason is, is because they're not defined by their money. And I think that's often what happens to us is we say that I am valuable because of the size or the lack thereof of my bank account. And I think the key to what he's saying here, guys, the the, the heart of what he's saying is do not stake your personal value on the size of your bank account. And he has a special instruction for boasting both for the poor person and for the rich person. Let the lowly brother boast in his exaltation. In other words, what he should be doing is don't say, hey, I have no worth. I'm not lesser. I'm not lacking. I'm exalted. Not anything to do with my bank account, but because of my relationship with God and what Jesus has done for me. I am exalted. And then he says, and the rich in his humiliation, because like a flower of the grass, he will pass away. And so the rich person is supposed to boast in his humiliation. And that's the reverse side of the same coin that he gives for the, for the poor person. Both of them, in an unhealthy way, could be focused completely on money. But we should not do that. If we're focused on money, the, the, the pitfall for the poor person is, is thinking, oh man, if I only had more, then all my problems would be solved. All my hopes would be realized. I would be secure. I would have what I need. I would feel important. And if you're poor, if your focus is completely on your, or excuse me, if you're rich, and your focus is completely on your money, then you're saying, hey, I am secure. I just need to get a little bit more just so that I can be completely safe in this. Or, hey, look at how important and valuable and, and special I am because of all that I've made. People need to listen to my opinion because I matter. All, you know, all these things that we're using to, to judge ourselves and our value based on the size of our bank account. So again, for the rich person, he's saying, boast in your humiliation. In other words, guys, none of that matters. All of that money that I have is worthless. I don't need that at all. You know, think about it this way. Do you think that um, Bill Gates is impressed by your money? You know, I was just doing some basic math on the amount of money that Bill Gates has relative to the amount of money that I have. 
And you know, there is a greater uh, percentage gap between my wealth and Bill Gates's wealth and my wealth and my 11-year-old son's wealth. I mean, my 11-year-old son has just, you know, like a few bucks in his bank account. I mean, he, he earns a little bit money, money here or there and then spends it on candy or do, does different things like that. But percentage-wise, he is far more wealthy relative to me than I am relative to Bill Gates. Bill Gates is not impressed by your wealth. Do you think God is impressed by your wealth? I mean, it's amazing that we spend so much effort chasing after this thing in this world that when we get to heaven, they're actually paving the streets with it, right? I mean, it's gold. I mean, I mean, who cares? It's pavement. It's asphalt over there. We walk on it. You know, it's like you got a little extra. It's like, well, I'll just throw it out here behind the shed. Maybe we can just have the horses walk on it. You know, big deal. It, it really has no value. And he goes and he explains why. He's like, the sun rises in its scorching heat. The with, it withers the grass. Its flower falls and its beauty perishes. So also will the rich man fade away in the midst of his pursuits. I mean, it just has no real lasting eternal value. You know, also think about it from this perspective. How is it possible for us to have real community if we value ourselves or devalue ourselves based on the amount of money that we have in our bank account? I don't think it's possible for a rich person and a poor person to have a brother, sister, brother, family relationship with one another if that's what we value is money. You know, what is the root of community? It's, it's common. It's something that brings us together for commonality. Well, there is no commonality between a poor person and a wealthy person. It doesn't exist. But there is commonality in Jesus Christ. There's commonality in Jesus Christ. And so the rich person needs to, to, to brag on and, and boast in the fact that they are, been, are humbled before God. And the poor person needs to brag on and boast that they are exalted before God because of what Jesus Christ has done for them. And I think this is true for basically anything else that the world and, and, and people and ourselves tells us makes you valuable. You know, like beauty. Some people got it, some people don't. Popularity, influence, um, you know, power, all those kinds of things. Is your value based on those things or not? They're, they're nothing. And I think what we really want to do, like the ideal of where we want to be, is what the Apostle Paul says in Philippians chapter 3. He says, indeed, I count everything as loss. In other words, he's saying, like, when I do my accounting on my life, all the things that I normally would say, hey, this makes me important, I'm actually going to put those in the loss column. They're, they're not just nothing. They're actually negative in my life. Next to the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus Christ, my Lord. <laughs> that is the King of kings and the Lord of lords who has come down from heaven to be in relationship with each and every one of us and to come onto the cross so that we can come out of our own graves and be in relationship with Him. That is a commonality that we can build a powerful community together on. He says, for his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things, and I count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ. The righteousness of God that depends on faith, 
that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. He is putting all of his worth into knowing Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. That's what it means. That's what James is getting at here. Guys, money is so powerful. It is so powerful. I mean, whether you got it or you don't, our whole lives and our whole culture is focused on it, in need of it. And because of that, we stake our value and our importance before in relationship with one another on it. And that is absolutely worthless. It's like a beautiful flower that pops up on the grass. Here today, it's gone tomorrow. It is worthless next to eternity worthless next to eternity. So if you're poor, boast in the fact that God has exalted you. And if you're rich, boast in the fact that God has humbled you and helped you to realize what really matters, what really matters more than anything else. Let's, let's lean into this truth and let's think about, okay, where am I finding my value? What am I looking for to, 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 to uh, satisfy uh, my ego and to say, yes, you've got this. You are important. People should listen to you. Don't listen to them because of who you are, you know, whatever it might be. And say, no, 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 none of those things, none of those things matter. None of those things matter. What matters is the fact that I am a child of God. God.